Hello, sports fans. And no, this is not a sports talk. This is a nerd talk. But uh, this is Chris from the studios of WFC3. Welcome to the Mighty Monkey Podcast. We're talking about Flower City, Comic-Con, and uh, all the things that go around it. It's uh, in the studio again with Billy. Hello. Tanya. Hello. Deanna. Hello. Tony. Howdy. And Sybil. <laughs> you just want to get all those S's in there. I do. That you know, that was just one of those things. Sybil and I have known each other for four years now, and and we've volunteered for a, another convention a while back. And we just—I don't even know—it wasn't like one of those things we planned on doing. It just kind of spontaneously happened. Whenever I'd see her, I would just roll that S out there. It was Sybil, and I'd get <laughs> in return. So <laughs> we we got our own little our own little shtick going, and, and so you'll see that Sybil, our box office goddess. Manager of the front end and uh, all being master of time, space, and dimension when it comes to the front of the uh, the convention. She was amazing. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. The the conditions that we unfortunately left you guys in for that 16 show and, and you hung in there and just owned it. It was amazing. Uh, but now here we are. Podcast number two. Look at this. Dun, dun, dun. There, there was that speech from uh, Major League. Yeah, we won yesterday. We won today. If we win tomorrow, that's a winning streak. They have been known to happen. So we're we're, we're one podcast away from a winning streak. Uh, so what we're going to do today, we're going to chat a little bit more about what we're planning on doing. We talked uh, in the last podcast. We talked a little bit about what we like and what we see and what we're we're interested in and how we're planning on doing things. And we went sideways on a couple of different directions and, and had a good time. Straight and narrow today. No, no, not going to be. No, don't even think that's going to happen. If we ever go straight and narrow, we got a problem. I know. Seriously. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to back me up here. We, we have the likelihood of going straight. We have the likelihood of staying on point as, uh, as uh, Billy's licorice uh, bag over there has a point of staying empty or staying full. <laughs> he's, he's mowing through the... We epitomize squirrel I, from the movie I've never up, seen okay? anybody plow through licorice like that. Oh, that I is. love licorice. <laughs> See, there's, there's a quick so way to good. Billy's heart is through a licorice and bag. And by the way, I'm diabetic, so if I go into shock Oh, right thank now, you for that. That's good to know. 911 will be very fast. I'm good. Because there's no mouth-to-mouth going on in this room, sunshine. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> but... Um, oh. Boy. What I want to do today... Protein. You need protein to offset that. There you go. So, like okay. what? What, Zweigels? Could be. Garbage plates. <laughs> garbage <laughs> plates. Oh, yeah. There, there's no carbs in a garbage plate at all. Is, is this is this going to have to be a thing where, like, during every podcast we have to bring up garbage plates? Because that's it, two it, in a row now. Well, it could be the Sam Dean from Brian and I. Oh, You're just don't lucky know. That he's no, not here. I'm, I'm sticking to garbage plates. I, I did wear Sam today. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick to garbage plates then. Um, so where I want to do, at least for the first part of the podcast, is I want to kind of start cluing people into where we're going with Flower City Comic Con. We we don't want to do just the same thing every year and expect you to come back and deal with the same thing every year. Uh, and so we, we have the whole first floor of the convention center once again. Uh, we want to kind of streamline how we use the space. We want to use it a little bit better. We want to kind of spread things out, put more activities in. We want to really feel like we know what we're doing. Uh, we, we learned so much with the first show. Now with the second show, we want to try and amp it up a little bit. And then from there, start expanding out and uh, and working the, the more of the building and bringing more uh, choices and more entertainment to the population. Uh, with that being said, what is the first thing? Tanya, I'm going to answer. I'm going to have ask this question to you, and then I'm going to come over here behind me to, t- to Tony. I'm going to ask Tony because uh, Tony is, is relatively a, 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 a Comic-Con 
He's a newbie. I'm he, very green. He's very green. He just went to his first comic book convention recently. Is that because you ate so many garbage plates? Oh, stop. You know, that was pushing it. That was pushing it. And I'm so, trying. I'm sorry. Well, but, it's not easy being green. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so kind of you to actually acknowledge that. Anyway, okay. yeah. That, oh, God, that was bad. Um, <laughs> no, it was pretty good, actually. Here. All right. So, no, we're going to ask this question around the panel. Okay. And I've got Deanna and Sybil on the phone again. Uh, and that's wonderful to have you girls back. We love you. We miss you. you. We have to see you soon. Yes, we will. All right. And but Tanya, what do you what's the what's like a thing that you like to see in a comic book convention? Do 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 silence. Do, 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 do. She silence. likes a quiet area. Yeah, apparently she wants the Oh, definitely the quiet area was And we're gonna have that. A we good we spot had to have oh, being I know. a special education teacher myself, mm-hmm. having that place to, to kind of just decompress right. when everything gets overwhelming because yeah it was so overwhelming with the people and the guests and just everything that everything's we had going, going on. on to have that space so yes thank you for that was a good cue that was like, definitely a good segue there i'm like i don't know like well we have this growing relation we have this growing relationship with autism speaks um you know and, and it was wonderful to have them on board and being able to give them the attention they deserve and then there's another uh, outfit in the area of faces of autism and, and it just it helped educate me just how prevalent uh, the issue is and so the fact that we could do that little that little gesture so that families could bring their their children no matter you know if they were gifted or not you know and so we have this ability to kind of just give them a space so they can separate themselves from the show and let the the, the child wind down a little bit uh, redirect their attention, focus in a different area, you know, just kind of step back. And, and that helps families because, you know, it's not cheap going to a convention, unfortunately. And I would hate to put them in a situation where they felt like they, they bought a ticket and they got an autograph, but they really couldn't spend that long a time. So it gives an opportunity to kind of like... Yeah, they don't have to leave. Exactly. They, they don't have, have to leave. They have a separate area in order exactly. to kind of, as I said, just decompress, right. de-escalate. In so, order to gather their wits, in order to sometimes we need that as adults. Absolutely, yeah, like I, I've yeah. been to. You know, our, our uh, FC three is a nice comic con. It, it's a really good one. If you've ever been to one of the truly overwhelming ones, mm. SDCC, is San, San Diego, Diego. New I've York. To, I've been to Toronto a few times for uh, Fan Expo in Toronto. Is the mm-hmm. third largest I hear in North America. Something I've like been that. A, I've been a few times. And when I go, my wife and I, Susan, we get the, uh, uh, there's like a next level up that includes an early entrance and a room where you can just go mm-hmm. and and hang out in, away from the crowds. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes in handy. It really does. And we're going to continue to have that room. Mm-hmm. We had it last year. Uh, it was tucked in a back corner. This year, we're changing things around in terms of the layout. But we're going to make sure to continue to uh, to preserve that that ability to so people can just kind of stop, break away, and, and mm-hmm. get a chance to even just down. take a look at the uh, maybe the <clears throat> stuff they've bought or, or mm-hmm. think about the things they've seen mm-hmm. or ju- just to sit maybe down plan before, the rest yeah. of their day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Tony, how about you? What are some of the things you look into? You know, you're you're just taking your your first step into a much larger world. Oh yeah, I um, mean, for me personally, I like seeing. Um, like games and uh, other people who I can like connect with mm-hmm. and uh, really like talk to other people, and I like that. It was cool. See, yeah. The like-minded stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. See, Billy, how about you? What, when you go to a comic book convention, what's one of the things you look for the most? Uh, 
Uh, two things. I, I love the panels, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, a chance to interact with artists or uh, the celebrity guests mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Even just when you're sitting in the panel room before the panel starts and say you're there to see a particular artist or Richard Hatch, who's coming to FC3 this right. year. When you're, as Tony said, when you're around the people who like the same stuff you are, just natural conversations exactly. break out. Yeah. And and that's cool that you bring up panels. One of the things that I did that I was behind for panel for uh, 2016 was the panel schedule. And and you know when you when you're thinking about it and you're planning it and you've never done anything like you before, it's one thing. And then when you when you, the show is done and the dust has settled, you look back, you're like, okay, I learned so much. And here's where I got things wrong. Here's where I got things right. And and there was a Doctor Who panel that you moderated. Yes. that was excellent to be in a room. Thank you. With a bunch of Doctor Who oh, fans it was fun. all chatting, that was fun. Yeah, or you know, the one we did with the the, the TV and movies right. versus comic books. Oh, that I was think. a fun one. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Those are all fun. Uh, and this year, Tony here is going to be helping me design the panel schedule. Oh yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what are some of the things you'd like to try and program in to make sure that we're covering? I definitely want to. I definitely want to see like big stuff like Star Wars and mm-hmm. Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. But I also want to see like uh, the smaller things like uh, Attack on Titan okay. or um, uh, other things like that. So it, so anime panels? Now, oh, yeah. would we uh, set up panels for a particular show or just anime in general? I think particular shows because okay. I, I think there's a reasonable, uh, there's a big enough fan base in Rochester mm-hmm. and um, in general in the okay. um, to like set up uh, panels for shows Mm -hmm. we are once again going to have three panel rooms we had three last year um they're going to be slightly different in terms of configuration and layout but we'll have three and we will continue to have the staging area out in the uh, the main foyer of the convention center so four areas for demonstrations and presentations so we're looking forward to filling that schedule up tony and i and a lot of help from our our gang um uh, of course we'll have the vip panels we're going to spread those out a little bit differently we'll have our big talks about you know the big shows and uh, the big, uh, the niche markets and the genres and sci-fi and horror and fantasy and role-playing and gaming and cosplay. And, and just, uh, we're going to be bringing a lot of stuff to you through those panels. All right, who's next? Uh, Sybil. Sybil, tell me what you look for. I mean, like we, we mentioned in the first con, uh, the first convention. getting out of the box She office. wants to get out of the box <laughs> office. But yeah, uh, also as a, get out of the box office. <laughs> as, as a lover of conventions yourself, sweetie, what, what's one of the things you look for the most? It's it's just kind of I like everything. I like just feeling the energy in the crowd and oh, what's see? going on. Like my first ever convention I ever went to was San Diego Comic Con, and I was oh, what? That's quite Wait, a first. I was eleven years old. Wow! <laughs> the first wow. movie yeah. I ever made was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first convention, and I remember. Being, you know, I was like me and my brothers, and we were allowed to walk around the convention by ourselves. We didn't need adult supervision because there were enough other adults around that you know, we were taken care of. But we were able to walk around and just see everything and get in everything and interact with the booths, the people. That's amazing. And I'm still in awe. And it was, was it was absolutely amazing, and it was it was great. Like I'm not that big on the celebrity guests. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some that I've always. I want to see if they're there, and that's awesome. Like, Henry Winkler is going to be down here in Phil City in December, and I've already met him, but I want to meet him again because he's mm-hmm. just such a great person. But yeah, that's, that, everybody who's ever talked about him always talks about just how wonderful of a human being he is. He is. He's a fantastic human being. Cool. But the things that draw me are the independent artists 
and mm-hmm. looking at their what they do with things. And like I would never think of putting certain things together and they build these awesome worlds and this jewelry and these this paintings and all that kind of stuff. That's what draws me when I go to Comic Cons is not not the your typical oh, this guy has all Star Wars stuff, I want to go to that booth, or this mm-hmm. person has all anime, I want to go to that booth. It's like, no, this person took this anime and this anime and he meshed it together to make his own. That's fantastic. That's, that's what draws me. That is, that is a great observation. D. last but not least, what do you think, hon? Um, for me, you know, I like seeing the celebrities, but it's because they're out of their, their element, per se. They're mm-hmm. not on a set. You get to know them as a person. Mm-hmm. Is there a person first and a celebrity second? At least that's what you know. I hope they would be. Yeah, the bulk of them typically are too. So you know, I like to see them interact with people, you know, of all ages, little kids up to you know their parents. Another thing that I've grown to like is watching the artists that come in. Mm-hmm. You know, like I watched you know Ken Lashley last year and Joe Jesco and Rob Dumo just create things that whole weekend and just to see it go from a blank piece of paper to this magnificent piece of art Mm -hmm. like wow and they they do it so effortlessly and as a writer you know i guess i can appreciate something they do because it's kind of along the same lines right you know i create with words they create with pictures Mm -hmm. so to see that was like wow that's pretty cool to watch ken lashley you know do a an x-men from start to finish Mm -hmm. in a couple hours while he's talking to people was like that just blew my mind. Oh, I had a couple of conversations with Steve Geiger, um, and it, it was just amazing. There were times where he would he would be in the conversation. He knew exactly what you were talking about, where you were, and and uh, and and who we were. And, and see, he was addressing you, but he was also focusing on this thing in front of him, this board in front of him, and just watching the images unfold. It was it's mind boggling to ever see. You know, you don't you don't expect to see that process. You know, and just the classic characters you've right. grown up with, too. I, mm-hmm. I mean, some the indie artists who have their own stuff, but like I said, Ken Lashley, and uh, I'm, I'm friends with a couple artists mm-hmm. uh, from Archie Comics, Dan Perrin okay, and Dan. Fernando Ruiz. And and there's a, there's a, a rumor right now, I, I think we're, we're all but confirmed at this point, yeah. but the, that Dan and, and uh, Fernando are going to be coming to FC317. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. Because we're looking forward to they, it. They have, their, they have their own independent book now right. called Die Kitty Die, which I just finished reading the hardcover of. How was it? It's really good. Yeah. It's it's so much fun. It's it's uh sort of a satire on the modern day mm-hmm. uh comic book sort of re- how the big companies reboot everything. Okay. And it, it it's a really funny storyline. There's good pokes at at like the uh classic characters from like Harvey Comics. Uh-huh. Instead of Richie Rich, you got Maxie Millions <laughs> okay. and Little Satan and it, it it's a very funny book, very clever, and I'm looking forward to it. But to watch them draw, I, I grew up reading Archie. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the Arch Archie and Jughead oh, and yeah. Betty and Veronica. And to see them sit down and draw those characters in front of me, it's it's amazing to it's me. It's fun. That's 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 a lot of fun. And then, and then, see what's the one thing we didn't really touch on? We touched on panels, we touched about guests, touched about energy and artists. Well, then there's the vendor floor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's a big component of just about any uh, any convention. The vendor floor being an important aspect uh, where you get your merchandise, your memorabilia, your souvenirs. You find that one comic you've been looking for. Exactly. Oh my God, I was looking for this Doom Patrol or or a T-shirt. Like yeah. I remember at a convention a few years back, I got this T-shirt. It was a Star Trek thing. It was it was a red shirt. 
And yeah. it was the, 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 the complaint. It was like a, a red shirt was muttering under his breath at Captain Kirk behind his back. Yeah, sure. No, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll protect the alien princess. No, I'll go behind the rock. Sure. No problem, Captain. You know? what, what are these T-shirts you speak of? Oh, what I know. Uh, you <laughs> don't have any, right? We, no. yeah, you don't have any nerd shirts, no, do you, Billy? I, I don't have any at all. We've we got an extra one for you, by the way. Oh, ex- excellent. What, what size? What extra size? large. Extra large? Okay, yes, we're going to get you an FC3 shirt. Absolutely. So, um, But, uh, you know, the vendor floor is a very important part, but it should never be the dominant part. No. I've, I've seen a couple of conventions where they really strive to bring a ton of vendors in. And uh, and I don't think that's fair to the vendors, nor is it fair to the the patron, uh, because you get this massive overlay. Yeah, I, I've seen conventions where you have like twelve T-shirt vendors, and they all have these wildly different prices, and, or you, and that's not fair to the vendor either. Yeah. And a lot of them bring the same thing. They bring the same so thing exactly. There's so not, there's no variety, and I think that's something we strive to do. Mm-hmm. Is Get a good variety. We're going to work on variety, and we're always going to keep the number, not low, but we're going to always going to try and balance the number of vendors that we have on the floor to the number of people we anticipate coming through Into the, the door. Into the space that we have available. Yeah, because, you know, you, you want to give them the variety so that the, the person with the ticket goes onto the vendor floor and has a decent chance of finding something they might be interested in. But we're also trying to think of our vendors. You know, we want them to feel like they have a good shot at because at, they're going to spend their money to come spend some time with us. And, and so they're just as an important component of the equation as the person holding the ticket. Uh, so if, if everybody has kind of a fair shot at having a good time that weekend, then we feel like we've succeeded. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, that's, my, that's my rant exactly. on that. You know, that's my rant on that. That's an important thing for me. You're, you're really never going to see hundreds upon hundreds of vendors. To the point where you can't remember, where did I see that? Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to keep it organized. you spend the rest of your day looking for it. Again. You know, and, and Brian does such a, fa- Brian uh, Burke is our, our vendor liaison. He's the one who handles the vendor floor, and he does such an absolutely fantastic job of finding these great people and getting them organized so that they're not all grouped in on top of each other, so they're spread out across the room. And it, mm-hmm. the, the, the headache that he puts himself through every, all, all the time to try and get that just right. And I, I watch the work that he does, and it's amazing. So that's, you know, any, so those are the components of a show. You know, and, and we can talk about that and that and that and the panels and the vendor floor and the activity. What we want to do right now is move on from there and say, what else makes a really good show? Now, Sybil, I think you tapped on on the the big thing, the energy of the show, the the people, and uh, so what are some of the things we're looking forward to to make sure that that when an FC three seventeen goes off in May twentieth and twenty first of next year of two thousand seventeen, what are the things that are going to make it just that monster that you just you can't wait to be a part of? Sleep beforehand. Sleep beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what is the sleep thing that you think I'm starting uh, that now. you speak of? No, yeah. <laughs> I can't wish I could. Sleep? What's that? <laughs> yeah, you know. it, it'll be instead of daylight savings time. It's called sleep savings time. Yeah, there you go. Sleep saving. We're all taking the week off before before FC three seventeen, so I we could. can just lay in bed. And... <laughs> I, w- I, I can't. <laughs> no, no, none of us can. <laughs> Not nope. with our our jobs. No, nope. Billy. What do you think? What would, what would really kind of just make the whole the whole thing stand out? <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, j- just before I get to that, you mentioned uh, the overall impression that mm-hmm. the convention makes. Yeah. And uh, I work on the Brother Wee show, and my coworker, Polly, the producer of the show, mm-hmm. just happened to be at a wedding at the convention center. Oh, yeah. The day of, uh, I think, the Saturday of uh-huh. the com- of 
FC3 last year. Okay. And he was up on the second floor, and he looked down, and he goes, that's something I'd like to be a part of. That looked that's like cool. a lot of fun. As he, was, he knew I was there somewhere, so he was kind of looking from above down at the convention thinking how much fun that was. So I and just wanted to tell you guys. I appreciate that. that. And that's cool. And and it worked no. out really well because uh, for the first year, for 2016, we had our friends at Experience Entertainment. They brought a big display, uh, including the, uh, go ahead. Supernatural's. The Supernatural's baby, the, the car that okay. Sam and Which Jean is, drive around. Their in. name is Thor. The, the, the name for their version, Thor. Um, but they also had a TARDIS from Doctor Who. They had um, some walkers. They had some walkers from Walking Dead. They had a, a mannequin dressed up as Deadpool, who's yes. a popular character these days. He was all over the place. Oh, he was just, that was that's a fun thing. So it was great to be able to look down. You saw our staging area. Uh, you saw the experience entertainment area, and and that definitely I can understand how that could make an impression. That was a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, what was the question again? I got too busy. Bad. What's what's that thing that you're looking for that would make a convention just kind of jump out at you? I think the uh, the more people that show up, it just uh, cosplayers are always fun to look at. Oh yeah, they, they even though the I don't do is it, amazing. even though I don't mm-hmm. do it, they're what you take pictures of and sort of like. It, it's just the people that mm-hmm. you get to meet are just a lot of fun. I They're like also the like artists. the celebrities, too. Yeah. They can yeah. And I think one of the things I do remember from this year's was seeing these little kids. They would see the, the, the Dalek from Doctor Who. Right. Or R2 or somebody from the 501st in a full-fledged Stormtrooper outfit. Oh, yeah. And they would be like, whoa. <laughs> They're really real. It's like, you know, that they, they see it on the TV or on a computer but when they can see it in real life, it's like, wow, it is real. And, and this kind of tags on, on when we were in the run-up to the show, we've, we've had this wonderful relationship with the Strong Museum of Play that we've been mm-hmm. building up. And, and we've been invited to set up a booth there to advertise the show and, and participate in a couple of their special weekends. Uh, the last one was Superhero Weekend, which was a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. FC3. And uh, one of our interns, Kelsey, uh, dressed up as... Princess Elsa from Frozen, which is, you know, it's, it's a huge character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not a know, superhero per se. Not a superhero se, per se, but, but just a superhero to little girls. Huge mm-hmm. character. And uh, a really important character is of late. And um, to see these little, the, the children, just, not, I can't even say little girls, because no, little boys too. And, you know, to the children walking by, they would see her in this costume and she plays it so well. You know, when she's, when she's got that outfit on, she just owns it. And, and uh, she is Elsa. At yeah, that she point. becomes Elsa at that point. And, and then when she gets her friend Emily, Dressed up as Anna. It's 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 all over. It's gone. Um, but to see the magic in the faces of the children when they would see these characters just wandering around, to see the the creativity and the 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 energy that they put in that people put into these costumes that they wear so proudly, that it's just a ton of fun. It's and actually, to be able to get kids involved back into the world of comic books mm-hmm. because it's sort of become a grown up <laughs> thing. A yeah. lot of the books yeah, right now are are more adult oriented. Yeah, you can. There aren't as many comic books for kids to read. When I grew up, mm-hmm. it was all kids' books. You know, you didn't have the the various labelings of you know this let no Y seven and mm-hmm. mature audience. No, they were comic books, and you went and you picked up if you wanted the Batman or the Superman or the Archie or whatever. And this is going to be, I think, a future podcast. And I, I know Tony is itching for that oh, too, yeah. where where we'll settle in and we'll talk about comic books really in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It, I was one of the ones that bandwagoned with Iron Man when when Robert Downey Jr. became Tony Stark mm-hmm. and those two faces become indelibly connected to each other at this point. I started following the Iron Man comic for the first. I'd always been an Amazing Spider-Man guy, you mm-hmm. know, maybe X-Men once in a while. Right. Uh, but then when Tony Stark 
hits the screen in 2008, boom, I'm an Iron Man fan all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, that came out of nowhere, yeah. to be honest with you. That was Iron wild. Man was never someone I read much of He was never an either. A-lister for a no. long time. Um, you know, and that was the thing. When I, I started picking up a book, I went to my regular shop and I started getting them onto my pull list. And um, then I started doing some research into the history. And to see, you know, it touches on what you were talking about because you have these edgy adult you know, sometimes the, violent the most stories. Popular ones nowadays, Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. kid can't. What are you going to get, Baby Walking Dead out there? Uh-huh. No. Then and, and I found um, somebody making reference to an issue of Iron Man from the '60s, mm-hmm. where he was chasing this absolutely ludicrous, silly, beyond belief uh, villain, and the guy was getting away from him. But instead of taking to the air, Iron Man lifted up his feet, popped out roller skates, and started chasing him down Main Street on roller skates. Because naturally, that's what you're supposed to do in a, in a suit of armor. And, and Back in the 60s. It really it puts it in perspective, what, what Billy was just talking about, how things have kind of aged. But it's, it's good to bring the younger set back yeah. in and show them you know, well, they're still a part of things. There was an episode of Wonder Woman where she was on a skateboard. Yeah. Well, skateboarding was very popular in the 70s. Definitely. You know, it still is to a particular, oh, yeah. but it's more underground these yeah. days. Yeah, definitely. At, at RIT, um, mm-hmm. I go to school at RIT. There's a definite um, skateboarding community there. And, and, don't tell and, Riker. Don't tell Riker. <laughs> and Ta- Tanya's would... son had a, had a rough uh, rough moment on a skateboard recently. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no skateboards. Sybil, what do you think, hon? What, what's going to bring that energy that you were talking about? The energy that I'm talking about is all the different types of people coming together. Like, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, we do have people who are all about comics. Like when my dad goes to, to a comic book, the first day, the first day of the convention, all he does is goes to his his comic book guy that he has, this is my guy at the mm-hmm. show, and he goes and pulls comic books all day. Seriously, eight hours, I swear to God, this man stands in front of these all the boxes and pulls out the ones that he wants. <laughs> And, you know, you have those guys, and then you have the guys who are there strictly for the celebrities, and you have the people that are there strictly for the cosplay contest, and you have the people that are there strictly for um, finding that toy that they had as a kid, and mm-hmm. they heard that some collector must have it there somewhere. It's bringing together all of these different people into one room because we can all enjoy everything at the same time. That's awesome. And you know what? And it may not even be that you find that item uh, at the convention, but you, but you make the connection with the people who might know where to find it, too. Mm-hmm. Think of that, yeah. that die cast that your dad was talking about. Um, he, he had found uh, a machine or a cast to, to cut boxes to create a certain type of comic book storage box. And he'd been yeah, looking for it for a while. Short boxes that has the end go all the way up because the ones nowadays they only cut halfway through the box. Right. And that dents the front and the back comic. And we were able well, to bring that connection to him. He found somebody exactly. who actually had access to it. So they didn't have it there at the show, but he was able to make contact, get a, get you know, exchange information, and now he has it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. See, it's it's stuff like that that just makes the, the day. You know, when you, when you can bring two people together, that's cool. Yeah, and you also, you know, if you go to a convention, you know, our tagline is where it all comes together. Right. And it's, it's true. You know, we, we bring every aspect together. Mm-hmm. But you also might go to our convention or any convention and realize, hey, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with this. I got to see a little bit about it. I like it. Let me learn more about it. Mm-hmm. So there's an educational aspect, too, that, that, you know, we kind of don't do consciously, but you're consciously doing it. 
by having all of these things together under one roof. I, I'm so glad you said that because you just you rang a bell in the back of my head, Deanna. I've got a great anecdote from the 2016 show, and it and it it took a good four or five months for it to come around. I was at my comic book shop, and uh, I was doing my usual weekly, uh, picking up my usuals, and there was a, a young woman there, and she had a Rock City Roller Derby T-shirt on. And, and I said, oh, hey, yeah, we had those at FC3. Uh, at FC three. They came and did a demonstration. I go, were you in the crew? She goes, no, I was in the audience. That's why I got into them. Oh, cool. I, she got into Rock City Roller Derby because she saw them at FC3. And I'm just, I was, blo- I mean, for me, that was, that was everything right there. That was like the perfect validation. This is why we put the show on right there on the spot. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you know, and if you do I that, left that for days. You, you know, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Who else does that affect? Mm-hmm. You know, who else can you introduce to something? How, you know, who, right. what, what, did I just walk into a Star Trek panel? Well, I never really watched Star Trek. Well, you know, maybe I'm going to start taking a look at it because these fans really pointed out some good stuff. Or, and, you know, if there's somebody who does a cosplay costume that mm-hmm. you thought about doing, but you haven't managed to do it, you see it at a convention. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, it can be done. Let me see if I can talk to that person. Exactly. And they can give me hints, suggestions, et cetera, on how I can do it for myself. Actually, that's how I wound up at, uh, Toronto. I mentioned I've been to Fan Expo mm-hmm. in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Susan and I were walking around and we saw someone cosplaying as one of the Weeping Angels. Oh, jeez. Uh, and cool. at that point, I didn't know what that was. Or uh-huh. We just knew it looked cool. Yeah. So Susan asked, and at one point, maybe we'll. So we went to Netflix when we got home, you know, a couple weeks later. Let's check out Doctor Who. There you go. That sounds like. And That's how we he wound gets up you. with the uh, Christopher Eccleston. Right. Into David Tennant, into and Matt Smith, uh, and, Matt Smith and, and Peter Capaldi, so, and now I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. I hadn't watched it since I was a kid with the Tom Baker years. So if we you can know, inspire can... just one yeah. person to try something new, mm-hmm. that's that's the win right there. That's the win. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, and you know it's it's funny because that that Weeping Angel uh, was premiered in an episode of Doctor Who called Blink. It was uh, yep. David Tennant's era, and. Um, it's widely regarded as one of the best Doctor Who episodes of the rebooted series since, mm-hmm. since 2005. And I, I'm forced to agree. I mean, there's been some great ones. There's been amazing episodes. My two favorites are that one and mm-hmm. the Vincent Van Gogh episode. Oh, see, that, I was going to go there with Matt Smith's oh, 11th God, Doctor. Would, and not, I, I, I'm not a huge Matt Smith fan. I, no. I, I, I like it. It's a great show still, mm-hmm. but I liked it Tenant better. Mm-hmm. But that Vincent episode had me bawling at oh, the end. Oh, it was end. just a, the emotion at the end and mm-hmm. that final scene in the, in the art gallery. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Tony. Yeah. My, my personal favorite from that is probably Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. See that? Because it was just so fun. Yeah, it was, it so was such an absurd concept. Yeah. And just to hear Matt Smith's delivery of Dinosaurs on a, a Spaceship. spaceship. His that excitement. was like so cool. <laughs> it was just like, I, but that was, the, I think that was the hallmark of the Matt Smith era. And we'll have a, a Doctor Who podcast so we can focus, because I can talk about Doctor Who for days. Tanya has been, a, she's been a victim of that. The same um, way I can talk about Star Wars for days. Serious? Oh, well, yeah. you know, I could do that too, kid. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the long and the short of it, I think the hallmark of, of Matt Smith's doctor was was just his overall enthusiasm for everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody posted a picture of him wearing the fez in that Day of the Doctor episode and just being like mm-hmm. celebrating that he's wearing this fez. And the caption was, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the world's oldest five-year-old. <laughs> you know, and that's that sums up Matt's doctor completely, I think. It took you know, me a little you, while you to about, get into Matt. You know, comic books. Mm-hmm. Kind of not being for kids anymore. Right. And I think what I like to see is when these parents bring their kids mm-hmm. and to see their kids kind of 
like things that they like, that they you know they see their parents like it and they're like oh this is now this is kind of cool when they see other kids their age liking it because today you know so many kids are you know not afraid to like things but they're concerned well if I like this is it going to make me different mm-hmm. but when they see people like themselves thinking you know it's more of a not an acceptance thing but they're like hey this is cool I you know it's okay if I think it's cool mm-hmm. and coming from a teacher perspective. Anything that the kids are reading, oh, yeah. books, graphic novels, right. anything mm-hmm. that, that w- we encourage all the reading of everything. My, my son, my 13-year-old, has been cutting his teeth on, on reading on, on Nova. So, you know what? That, you know, that's, we had another wonderful conversation, and I thank everybody for participating. And yet again, thank you for listening. And uh, I think we're going to wrap it at this point, and we'll get ourselves uh, ready for the next one. And you're going to play that music again, I aren't you? I love this music. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the oh, first the, the opening the, the opening music is nice and serious. It's got that depth, and then there's this at the end. And, it, and it, this is kind of how well, we treat ourselves. We go into it thinking seriously, then after <laughs> we you come listen out of it, to it, fun. Now this uh, is yeah. what they are. Thank you, Billy. No, thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks, you know, and uh, and thank, thank you, you D and Sybil. Thanks for listening. Tanya, Tony, appreciate you guys being along for the ride as always. No problem. And thank you again, uh, and we'll see you all soon.